Good morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Rise Up, episode number 202. Jesus' love is far more than enough for us, and he loves us. So we, by default, must love him back. And by loving him, it means that we honor him, ladies and gentlemen, and we don't disappoint him. And so many of us do, and he's still right there saying, I love you. No matter what you've done, I love you. And that is far more than I can say for the people in our lives. No matter what, thank you, no matter what we do, he loves us. How many people in your life have given you that same kind of leeway? Love, I should say. How many people in your life have given you that kind of love? That no matter how many mistakes you've made, no matter how many times you take the wrong path, make the wrong decision, take a left-hand turn out of nowhere, how many people in your life can you name that have said, no matter what you do, I am right here for you, and I will never, ever, ever leave you? Not very many people, I can tell you that. And if anybody does have somebody like that, honor them. Honor them. And if I could give you some good advice that my wife gave me yesterday. Yesterday was her sister's one-year anniversary of passing away. I don't know why they call it an anniversary, but one year since her sister passed away was yesterday. And, you know, while talking with her about it and comforting her and I said, what advice would you give to me who hasn't lost any brothers and sisters yet? And she said, basically what I expected her to say, talk to them as often as you can. Talk to them as often as you can. That's what she said. Tell them you love them as much as you can. So if somebody is in your life today that won't talk to you or that you haven't talked to in a long time, Send them a message or call them today and just say, I love you. I did that to my dad on uh, Sunday morning. I messaged my father. And uh, my dad lives in Illinois, so I don't, you know, hardly ever see him. And I just said, I love you, dad. That's that's just, I love you. Made his day. It made his day. June said, I did. My husband, they passed away two years ago. I am so Very, very, very sorry. It's hard, I can imagine, when you lose your spouse, who is, you know, naturally your best friend, part of you. You lose part of you. And um, it's really, it's it's, it's really, when you think about all the people that you've neglected or that have neglected you or written you off, and then you think about that one person in your life that's always been there for you no matter what, if you're lucky enough to have one outside of Jesus, a human, well, ladies and gentlemen, it's a stark contrast, right? And uh, our job is to bridge that gap. That's what our job is as Christians. Our job as Christians is to bridge, uh, bridge that gap. SK, um, S-K-R-O-P-G-10. Yes, I lost my soulmate in 2014. Wow. Wow. My husband died last Saturday morning. Still trying to process, said Debbie. Whoa, that's that's really close. Um, 
Let's go to the Lord in prayer this morning because today's show is called Rise Above. Now, it's easy to say, hey, rise above the drama. It's easy to say, rise above the stress. Rise above whatever's going on in your life that is not bringing you fruit. It's easy to say that. How do we do it? Well, we're going to talk about that today. But for Debbie and for everyone else out there, let's go to the Lord in prayer. And let's acknowledge those people that we that have been there for us. Let's acknowledge the people that haven't been there for us. And let's bridge that gap today with the Lord's help. Can we do that today? Amen. Can I get an amen in the live chat? All right. Let's remove our hats or our headphones if you're not wearing a hat. And bow your heads and let's go to the Lord in prayer. In Jesus' name we pray. Lord, Heavenly Father. Lord, Heavenly Father, in our lives there are so many people that write us off. Don't forgive us. Leave us alone and leave us for dead. But there's always that one person, at least in our life, that we come across that you have put in our path that will never leave us. And we're talking about outside of Jesus. We know that your son, your only begotten son, our Lord and Savior, is always there for us through thick and thin. But for the humans that you put in our lives, for the people, the family, the friends that you put in our lives, that will be there no matter what, Lord, we thank you so much for those people. Those people are our our encouragement and our inspiration and our people that we can talk to in tough, tough times. And we ask that you bless those people that are helpers to us. Um, The helper is so important, and we're going to be talking about that today too, Lord. And I just pray that you use me in a holy and a productive way to get the message out there to each and every person who's listening and also remind people that there are those in our family who have written us off. There are those in our family who we've written off. And we've talked about this before, but maybe today is the day that we reach out with just a simple I love you, whether it be a text, an email, uh, a phone call, or even, you know, having a raven come and pick up a a message. Uh, Help us get that message out today because it is our job as Christians to bridge the gap, be patient, spread the seed, always be a light for God, always be an ambassador for heaven and uh, for our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. And today, Lord, we pray that you can help us figure out how to do just that, how to rise above the calamity, how to rise above the drama and the anxiety and the stress, and to honor you in all times. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. We got a couple birthdays today and this weekend that, I've, that I saw just briefly. T. Mitchell's birthday is this weekend. Tracy's birthday, I believe, is either today or tomorrow. And Grom's birthday is tomorrow as well, I believe. Either way, we have birthdays, ladies and gentlemen. So I'm just going to lump them all together for today and tomorrow and Sunday, and I'm going to say, Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, T. Mitchell, Tracy, Gron, and everybody else whose birthday it's going to be. Happy birthday to you from us here at LFA TV, from everybody at Rumble. We love you. God bless you. Um, I don't know, folks, if you saw my Instagram clip this morning. It's very relevant to what I'm talking about today. Now, I'm not going to go play the Instagram clip for you. I'm just going to explain to you what happened. Last night, late last night, I got a text message from uh, a couple of the Rumble executives. That's why I'm proudly wearing my Rumble shirt today. And they said, can we call you? Can, can you, you got time for a quick phone call? I said, not tonight. Um, they said, how about first thing in the morning? I said, what time? They said, 8 a.m. I said, okay, give me a call. So at 8.06, they were late, three, six minutes. 
uh, they called me and they said, look, you know about all the stuff that's going on with the UK and American companies boycotting and trying to get every, uh, you know, uh, Google and, and to deplatform for the app and, 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 and Samsung TV and all the TV platforms that come with Rumble uh, as a, an app on their TVs. They're trying to get that all uh, canceled. And uh, we know that they really went after Rumble because of Russell Brandt. Because Russell Brandt was hitting the target, you know, he was over the target with COVID and, and big pharma and, and, and election stuff. And, they, and so they, they came down on Rumble pretty heavy within the last month to cancel Rumble, to cancel. So sponsors pulled their money. So basically choked off the life of content creators. They're doing it for a living. Well, ladies and gentlemen, yours truly, Jeremy Harrell here at LFA TV. And all of you have also been that target. As of last night, there was a story written in the UK uh, where's my phone here? Let me just pull it up here for you. There was a story written in the UK by, a, uh, by one of their largest news publications. And uh, it was called, it's called uh, The Journal, I believe it is what it's called. The Journal is the name of the, of the news publication. And anyway, ladies and gentlemen, they, uh, they are working very hard to get Rumble canceled, and they've used, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll put my phone up here so you can see this real quick. They have used one of our thumbnails and one of our videos uh, as a reason to get Rumble canceled. And it was the video in which I was talking about the illegals that bit the fingertip off of the law force, uh, the Rumble, or the... Uh, Porter agent and how they were attacking law officials in cities. And in the video, I said, lock and load, make sure you have ammo, make sure you have guns, make sure you utilize your Second Amendment. And if anybody comes and bites your finger off and attacks you and they're, um, whether they're illegal or not, put a bullet in their head. Well, they said that I'm calling for Americans to put lock and load and go shoot illegals in the head. That's what they're doing. So now the UK is trying to get rumble canceled and using LFA TV saying that they reported us to Rumble for violence, uh, racism, a whole bunch of other things that are against Rumble's, um, you know, terms and conditions. So I got on the phone with Rumble this morning, and I was, they said, uh, look, and they sent me these links, and they said, uh, you know, these people are trying to get you, your show, canceled and they're trying to get rumble canceled and they're going after your sponsors so ladies and gentlemen the uk and the journal are going after our sponsors for patriots trumpet field of greens and viral cleanse uh you know ofp farms and they're going to try to do everything they can to get those people to pull their sponsorship from us one thing they can't do is get you to stop funding lfa tv so that's one thing but they can do what they, they're doing what they can to get Rumble to pull us. So Rumble called me this morning, and I thought for sure Rumble was going to say either pull that video down because we're getting attacked left and right. I thought for sure they were going to say tone it down, which I would have said no um, because that's not what I do. And they said exactly the opposite, didn't they, Eli? They said, we just want you to know that this is happening, and we stand with you. Can you imagine YouTube saying that to one of their content creators? Can you imagine Facebook saying that to one of their content creators? 
Can you imagine any of those platforms working with a content creator that the UK or any government tells them to shut down? No, they would shut you down quick, fast, in a hurry. And they did. They shut me down before I could migrate my audience or anything. So I had to rebuild on Rumble. I put all my eggs in a basket on Rumble. At that point, I had no choice. Now Rumble has grown to a massive $4 billion publicly traded company, and they're telling the world to shove it. And they called me this morning to tell me that they are standing behind me and that they are standing behind LFA TV and that they will not let anything happen to us. To me, that is a sign from the Lord that we made the right choice. It's a sign from the Lord that we are in the right house and that we are on the right platform and we are with the right people. So I have nothing but the utmost respect for Rumble. And again, we need to rise above. We need to rise above. Remember, folks, if we were nothing, if we didn't matter to them, we were just a tiny news publication, or if Rumble was just some cringe right-wing extremist site, they wouldn't care. They wouldn't care. If we weren't bothering them, if we weren't cutting into their profits, if we weren't hurting them financially, if we weren't taking away from their narrative and spreading the truth, then they wouldn't care. So obviously, they care. Obviously, they're trying to get us all canceled because they care. So obviously, we are hurting them. So what's the next step? You know what Rumble told me? We're just going to stand strong through all of it. And if it blows over, it blows over. If it doesn't, it doesn't. We're with you. Ladies and gentlemen, that to me right there should tell you, should, it tells me that Rumble is the place to be and you need to tell everybody, come to Rumble because I have never seen anything like that. I have executives who are worth multi-million dollars calling me in a $4 billion company in the middle of the night to tell me we stand with you. How cool is that? So please pray blessings over Rumble. They are getting attacked hard from the devil right now bless them pray for them ask the lord to protect them put a full armor of god over them and i'm going to talk about this on the 11 o'clock show um pretty heavy but i will say this hey england we didn't care what you thought in 1776 and we gave you a few black eyes to prove it we sure as heck don't care what you think about us now and i suggest you back off because it's not going to be good for you now, let's get to the show. I need a drink of coffee. How about all of you, huh? Isn't that wonderful, though, about Rumble? God is doing amazing things. He's protecting the right people, folks. He's getting the truth out there. I can tell you that. Because any other platform would have canceled me and Eli's butt a long time ago. But we're here. We're standing strong. It's LFA to the moon. And we love being here with all of you. Thank you, KC22. God bless you. Thank you so much. I love it. I love it. And what is that saying? No weapon formed against me will ever prosper. Amen. Thank you for the donations. That's not why I told you guys that, but I appreciate your guys' willingness to say, not today, Satan. You can't cancel us. Even if the sponsors do bend the knee, which I don't think they will because they're here for that exact reason, to stand strong. Rumble also knew this day was coming. They have built for this. They built their foundation You look so thin standing up, Jeremy. Thank you. <laughs> Maybe that's why I'm doing it. Maybe that's why I'm doing it. Um, yes, I agree, Bruce Carroll. I agree. Pray in the name of Jesus. He is more powerful. Amen. Amen. Just ordered four bags of Sumatra gold. Yes, we have coffee full in stock now, and uh, we thank you guys very much. So anyway, I just wanted to start out the show like that today to tell you that we are just going to rise up. 
We're not going to pay much attention to them. We're going to tell the audience what's, gonna, what's happening. We're going to make it aware who's trying to shut us down. And then we're going to rise above and we're going to do our job. The same job that we did to get these people on our scent in the first place. So rise above. There are many, many verses in the Bible that talk about rising above in the face of all adversity, folks. So I'd like to talk about those right now. Let's bring up some of these verses. And I want to thank Patsy and I want to thank everybody who's donating. I appreciate you. God bless you. We will never, ever, 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 ever stop. And now that we know that we have the platform that we are on uh, support to keep doing what we're doing. Oh, it's pedal to the metal time, baby. So rising above. That's why this show's called Rise Up. We got to rise up in the morning with Jesus. We got to rise up above calamity and trials and tribulations. We've got to rise up to tyranny. We have to rise up, folks, and we have to rise up and also walk in the light of the Lord so that he would smile when he thinks of us, okay? So that he'll smile when he thinks of us. Here's a few verses. How about Psalm 119, 165 that says, Great peace have those who love your law. Nothing can make them stumble. You think we're going to stumble because of this? Huh? You think I'm going to stumble because I'm dealing with a bunch of stuff in my life right now that's trying to stop me from doing my job? Hmm? You think that because the devil is throwing arrows at me and my family right now that I'm not going to just keep moving forward? You want to know why I can? Because no matter what happens in this temporary earth, no matter how many people hate me, no matter how many people try to shut me down, no matter how many people write me off, no matter how many people don't forgive me, no matter how many people say that I'm this, that, and the other, I know that I am secure in the love of Jesus. I know that Jesus loves me. I know that Jesus has got my back. I know that Jesus is never going to leave me. I know that I have his promise that I will be held in his bosom and he will hold me and I will love him and he will love me in the end. So I don't have to worry. All I have to do is stay focused on God and everything else will come into place. You guys, I'm about more, I'm more honest with you guys than I am with anybody in the world. And you still don't know everything that I'm going through right now. And I'm not saying that for sympathy or empathy. I'm saying that because I'm showing you that when you stay focused on the Lord, when you've got your eyes and ears on the B-I-B-L-E, then nothing in this life can stop you from achieving what God put you on this earth to do. Not your children, not your wife, not your family, not your job, not the people who hate you, not your enemies, not your coworkers. Nobody can stop you if you stay focused on God. And if you stay focused on God, then you will do the right thing. You will always make the right decision. And if you make the wrong decision, you will quickly repent and make the right decision. And it's left up to those people whether they want to forgive you or not. It's left up to those people if they want to be with you, support you, stand by you, stand behind you, beside you, in front of you. You can't worry about that. All you have to do is keep focused on Jesus, do right by the Lord, and by default, everything that is according to God's will will happen. And everything that is not according to his will will leave you. And that is the only thing that you need to be concerned about. Yesterday when we had Ben Berkham on the show, I asked him, would you ever run for Congress? And he said, whatever the Lord tells me to do, I will do. CQ, is there anything that we can do to help Jeremy? Pray. Pray. Pray Praying is better than money. Praying is better than hugs. Praying is better than love. Praying is better than love making. Praying is better than everything. Pray. Just pray. 
I made a promise to many people in my life. Some of those promises I've been able to keep. Some of those promises have not been kept yet. Some of those promises I'm still working on. But one thing is for sure. If I tell you I'm going to do something, I am going to do it or I'm going to die trying to do it. That goes to you. That goes to my family. That goes to my coworkers, my friends. If I say I'm going to do something, I do it. Maybe not today, maybe not tomorrow, maybe not for a month or six months, but I do do it. And, I, and I'm like that because what is a man without his word? And what is his word if it doesn't have Jesus in it? Because my word meant nothing to me or anybody else before Christ came. And even though I meant what I said and said what I meant before Christ, it only all started coming together when Christ came in my life. Jephoff says, thank you, Ben, Rumble, and Trump. Anyone being a rock and an inspiration to the rest of us. Amen. Amen. And I want to thank all of you. I, haven't, I know I haven't seen all the donations coming in. I know I haven't said all your names, Hazel Kitty. Thank you. We're not going to stop. We're not going to stop. How about this one? How about Psalm 23, 1 through 6? The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. (laughs) I guess you could stop right there. If the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Why would I want anything to happen? Why would I want any specific thing to happen other than what the Lord is bringing me through right now? He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in paths of righteousness. For his name's sake, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table for me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. Does that sound like somebody that's in need? Does that sound like that's somebody that needs anything that any man or woman can give to him? Jeremiah 29, 11. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whoever believes in him should not perish. Or excuse me, that's John 3, 16. Jeremiah 29, 11. For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord. Plans for welfare and not for the evil. To give you a future and a hope. And then John 3, 16. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that so whoever believes in him should uh, not perish but have everlasting life. These are all verses that talk about rising above. Making your problems, your adversities, your trials, your calamity seem this big. That you can get over any of them, that none of them are mountains. They're all just molehills. Instead of making a mountain out of a molehill, Christians make molehills out of mountains. Can I get an amen? Remember when your parents used to say that to you? Remember when people used to say, oh, you're making a mountain out of a molehill? No, baby. Under God and with Jesus Christ, I'm making molehills out of mountains. That's what's happening in my life right now. I don't walk up to a mountain and say, oh my gosh, how am I going to climb this? How, how am I going to go around this? No, I just walk right through it. I move it. Get out of my way. And I do that at the power of the name of Jesus Christ. And I just go on. I move on. And if something bothers me and drags on, if that mountain does start to build, then I know right where to go to get me a bulldozer or a backhoe to get rid of it. And it's called heaven. That's what that's called. 
Thank you, Bruce Carroll. High five back to you. God bless you, brother. How about this one? Philippians 4.19. And my God will supply every need of yours according to his riches in glory in Christ Jesus. How about this one? Haggai 2.9. The, the latter glory of this house shall be greater than the former. That means that what's to come shall be greater than what has already been. Think about that. Think about that says the Lord of hosts, and this place I will give peace, declares the Lord of hosts. About James 1.17, every good gift and every perfect gift is from above, coming down from the Father of lights with whom there is no variation or shadow due to change. 1 Timothy 6.17, as for the rich in this present age, Charge them not to be haughty, nor to set their hopes on the uncertainty of riches, but on God, who richly provides us with everything to enjoy. Everything belongs to him anyway. That's what we were talking about the other day, about building a temple. Why does you think, Jews and anybody else, that we need to go and find things on this earth that already belong to God and build them up? And say, here you go, we give it all to you, it belongs to him anyway. How about honoring the temple in our bodies before we worry about building a temple that can be toppled and destroyed? Isaiah 30, 18. Therefore the Lord waits to be gracious to you, and therefore he exalts himself to show mercy to you. For the Lord uh, is a God of justice. Blessed are those who wait for him. These are all verses that you can go to when you're facing hard times and you can understand no matter what's going on here, which is temporary and I'm going to die within 100 years anyway, and I won't be here in 150 years to even complain or think about it or remember it anyway, why wouldn't we look at these and go, okay, all this is happening right now, okay? Everybody gets out of school at 3 o'clock. Everybody gets out of work at some point in their day and they go home. So we're waiting for the end. Well, while we're waiting for the end, why would we put our focus on the troubles that are happening throughout the day rather than focusing on the solutions to those troubles that we're focusing in on the day and, and also show, um, show by our actions that we are a happy, joyful person that's there to help somebody. Then we get out of work and go home, right? Same thing here. We have 100 years if we're lucky. Wouldn't you rather focus on the promises of the greatness to come that's going to be for eternity rather than the temporary stuff that's just here like that and gone? Blink of an eye, gone, 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 gone. We're all gone. We're all here in a blink of an eye and then we're gone. But eternity, whether it's there or there, is forever. Why wouldn't we focus on that? And these verses help us say, you know what? The doctor found a lump today and it might be cancerous. That's the worst thing that I heard in a long time. But you know what? I'm going to trust in my God that he's going to guide me to whatever healing and restoration that needs to happen here. And if not, then his will is for me to come home. He's calling me home and this is how I'm doing. This is how I'm going home. Eli says to me a lot, you sound like you have no problem dying. He says, you almost sound like you're waiting for that day. And I said, no, I'm not waiting for the day that I die. I'm not relishing in the fact that I have to die. Nobody wants to die. But I am wanting Jesus to come back right now. I am wanting Jesus to come back right now. 
not so everybody that I love can be, you know, either raptured or destroyed or whatever, or condemned, so I can see him and hug him. That's why. No, I don't want to die, Eli. I want to live. I want to live in eternity with Christ, with my family members who've passed away. God chick said, Paul said, to die is to gain. Amen. Everybody, yes, of course, fears dying. If a train's coming at you, you're going to jump out of the way because instinct says, don't die. But I'm okay with it when it comes because I'm not going to die. I'm alive forever. God's already given me that honor. I'm already going to live forever. So why would, I, why would I want to do it here when I could do it there? Just saying. I want to play a video for you. Okay? <laughs> Thank you. Thank you, PC Free. I'm with you too. I want to play a, I want to play a few videos for you, actually. This first video is going to be talking about rising above. Okay? And I want you to listen very closely. Isaiah 40, 31. But those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. Did you know that the only bird in the world that dares to attack the eagle is the crow? It perches on the eagle's back and pecks at its neck. However, the eagle refuses to respond. Instead, the eagle simply ascends to greater heights until the crow can no longer follow due to the lack of oxygen. Brothers and sisters, you are the eagle. Soar to new heights in Jesus' name. Isaiah 40, 31. The eagle doesn't let that trash bird bother him. The eagle soars to a height in which that bird can't go because that bird can't breathe because that bird doesn't have the armor of God. That's the metaphor. So if you guys want to know a little bit of, uh, I just want some truth talk real quick. I have an, I have a problem. I have a mental issue. And that mental issue is that when somebody does something to me that should, you know, make you angry, I don't look at it. My brain doesn't interpret. And this is just from, you know, people that I'm talking to about me. My brain doesn't interpret it as, oh, they just accidentally hit my car or they accidentally, you know, cut the power off by clicking a breaker right in the middle of a show or whatever it is. I don't look at it like that. I look at it like the end of the world. And I'm training myself not to. But I look at the smallest mistake as somebody did something purposely to me to take everything that I've ever, ever built in my life, to destroy everything I've ever achieved, and to ruin my, ruin my life and to, you know, put me in jail or homeless. I look at everything that is done to me as it was done on purpose, it was premeditated, and somebody's trying to ruin my life. That's dangerous. That comes from the way I grew up. That comes from what I've experienced. And with Jesus, I am trying to rise above 
that way of thinking so that I don't hurt people. That's my... And it's, a, it's, it's, it's like a PTSD thing, really. It's, like, it's something that you've gone through certain things that make you feel like you have to build these walls around you and not just put on the armor and trust in God, which is what I am trying to do in my life. Now, I'm not talking about, you know, I'm just talking about me personally and individually. I need to figure out a way to rise up. Melanie says, Jeremy, remember, it's not about you. Amen. That is what I'm trying to overcome. It's what I'm trying to overcome. I'm trying to rise up above that because we are not to be that. We just are not to be that. It's not the way God wants us to be, ever. Now, I want to show you this video of Jordan Peterson. And this broke my heart this morning. This broke my heart. Actually, there's two videos. This isn't the one that broke my heart, I don't think. Maybe. But anyway, Jordan Peterson, ladies and gentlemen, talking about the story of Job. What a great video. And since this is Friday, I save a lot of videos for today. Let's get right to it. The book of Job outlines that, right? Because it's a terrible book. Oh, yeah. Because God makes a bet with Satan, actually, the reverse. Yeah. And, you know, Job's a good guy. And yeah. Satan says, yeah, yeah, I bet I can take him out. And God says, no, I don't think you can. He's a good guy. I don't think. Do your worst. Yeah. You know, do your worst. Have at him, man. And, you know, people read that, the, like the kind of shallow atheist materialist types read that and they think, God's so reprehensible. It's like, have you lived? You know, you don't think there's anything reprehensible about life? You don't think like horrible, unfair things are going to be hurled your way and that that has to be incorporated into your idea of the absolute? It's like, definitely that's coming. So let, how about you don't be so naive? You know, on the one hand, the critics of those stories say, well, Religion is a defense against death anxiety. And you think, okay, yeah, what about the story of Job? Like the God in there isn't, isn't promising his believers everlasting bliss. It's like, I'll take you out. Earthquakes, storms, and Satan himself. I'm coming at you. You better get ready. There's no whitewashing that. And Job's response is, no matter what is thrown at, no matter what it is, he maintains faith. Right? And that's, that's not blind stupidity. That's not superstitious, childlike faith. That's, that's toughness. It's like, no, I can handle this. That's toughness. That's toughness. No, I can handle this. That isn't God trying to hurt you or kill you. That's toughness. What a video. What a video by Jordan Peterson. Now, I had another one here from him that I wanted to show you that really broke my heart this morning. Let's see if I can find it. Maybe I didn't save it. I wish I would have if I didn't because it really, really broke my heart to see him crying like he was. Um, Yeah. I don't think I saved it. Dang it. Well, ladies and gentlemen, until I find it, I do have a couple other videos I saved to show you. And this is talking about why Satan targets women or how Satan targets women. And this opened my eyes to a lot this morning as well. Please listen to this. This is going to If the mind. devil is to destroy the earth, he has to begin with a woman. Because if he touches the woman, he has touched the world. Do you realize that Adam and Eve never had children in the garden? Satan intercepted the woman way before, before Adam and Eve got intimate. Because if Adam became intimate with Eve before the tree. 
then there will be a race of people that are not affected by sin. So Satan had to make sure, I need to get the woman first, because in her, that is where every man will come from. If I can mess her up, I have messed up the whole human race. I don't need Adam. I need the helper. Because the helper is the one that has the ability to help him fulfill his destiny. And that's how important women are. Not only are they the ones, are they the future of our race, (laughs) but if I can get the helper, then I can target this man's destiny. What he was destined for, what I brought him here to do. Isn't that huge? That's huge. I'm going to target his helper. And I never thought of that. I never thought about Adam and Eve not having baby, not having any children in the garden. I never really thought about it until I saw that video. And I was like, wait a minute. That is so true. That is so true. Now I'm going to show you one more video here and then we're going to go to Ray Comfort, okay? Let's see what we got here. Whatever happened to Moses' body? I saw this video and then it, 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 it kicked... It's kickstarted a thought in my a thought process. What happened to Moses' body? The Bible really doesn't tell us what happened to Moses' body. We got a video here that talks about it. Doesn't really give us an answer, but it does talk about it. Roll it. <clears throat> ah, come on. In Jude chapter 1. Oh, no, 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 no. Start it over. What? There we go. Here we go. Is there a dispute over the body of Moses between Satan and the Archangel Michael? In Jude chapter 1, verse 9, it says but even the Archangel Michael, when he was disputing with the devil about the body of Moses, did not himself dare to condemn him for slander but said, The Lord rebuke you. Bible scholars debate the source of this information, as the Old Testament is silent on what happened to Moses' body after his death. The circumstances surrounding the contention are not detailed in the Bible, but it is known that God buried Moses in a hidden location in the land of Moab. Scholars have discussed three theories as to why Satan fought for Moses' body. The first theory suggests that Satan, being the accuser of the brethren, wanted to accuse Moses of his past sin of killing an Egyptian. The second theory proposes that Satan wanted Moses' body to be buried in an accessible place so that the Israelites would create a shrine and worship him, potentially leading to idolatry. The third theory suggests that Satan anticipated God's plan for Moses' body and wanted to defeat it. Why is there a dispute over the body of Moses? Never really thought about that until I saw that video. So I'm going to dig into that. And someday I'd like to have a show where we kind of do a round robin discussion of of the Bible. I mean, like of certain parts of the Bible. I just I think it's very important. I think it's very important for us to do that as Christians. All right, ladies and gentlemen, the moment you've been waiting for, it is Friday, so let's just do it before we're too late. Mr. Ray Comfort. Comfort Fridays, ladies and gentlemen. Roll it. Your point here. I'm getting to it. Just be patient with me if you would. I'm losing my patience with you. You think there's life after death? Uh, I'm not sure. I hope so. They say there is, right? Who says there is? Uh, they say, um, I don't know, like Jesus believers and followers, some say there is. Yeah. Do you ever read the Bible? I do. Um, 
I have like Bible apps and I read daily uh, verses and stuff like that. And you don't know if there's life after death? No, I don't know, to be honest. Yeah. Oh, well, you can know for absolutely certain, and you can have assurance that death has lost its sting if you do exactly what the Bible says. Do you know what the Bible says God requires of you? Uh, no. The commandments? Yeah, well, the essence of the commandments is to love God with your, all your heart, mind, soul, and strength, and love your neighbor as yourself. That's, that's what the essence of the Ten Commandments is. And we fall short of that. I mean, do you love God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength? Yes, I do. Ever used his name in vain? I'm sure I have. You have, or are you sure you have? I, I'm, I have, yes. And recently? Used his name in vain? Yeah. Uh, what's an example of that? OMG, or using the name of Jesus or sure. God to cuss. Okay. Sure. You've done it recently? Yeah. Okay. Hold on. You don't love God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength if you use his name as a cuss word. Would you use your mother's name as a cuss word? Hit your thumb with a hammer, want to express disgust? Would you use her name in place of human excrement, the S word? Would you ever do that with your mother's name? No. You've taken the name of the God who gave you a mother and gave you life. This holy name that godly Jews won't even speak because it's so holy, they won't write it down, but you've used it in place of a cuss word. Walter, that's called blasphemy, very serious in his eyes. So what we're going to do is look at the Ten Commandments to see how you're going to do on Judgment Day. You ever heard the Bible verse, the wages of sin is death? Yes. Do you know what it means? Uh, I believe so, yes. Can you tell me? Um, let's see. So if you... The wages of sin, commit sins consciously over and over, the sentence is death? Well, it means God is paying you in death for your sins. Like a judge looks at a criminal who thinks he's a good person, but he's committed multiple murders. The judge says, I'm going to show you how serious your crime is. I'm giving you the death sentence. This is your wages. This is what you've earned. This is what's due to you. And Walter, sin is so serious to a holy God, he's given you the death sentence. You're on death row. Your death will be evidence to you that God is deadly serious about sin. So let's go back to the commandments and look at a few more of them to see if you have earned your wages. How many lies have you told in your life? That's the ninth commandment. What is the ninth commandment? You shall not, shall not bear false witness. How many lies do you think you've told in your life? Plenty. Ever stolen something, even if it's small? Sure. Now Jesus said, if you look at a woman and lust for her, you commit adultery with her in your heart. Have you ever looked at a woman with lust? Yes. Have you had sex outside of the bounds of marriage? I have. So here's a quick summation. I'm not judging you, Walter, but you've earned your wages. You've told me you're a lying, thieving, blasphemous, fornicating, adulterer at heart. And you have to face God on Judgment Day. If he judges you by those ten commandments, do you think you'd be innocent or guilty? Uh, from what you're saying, guilty, I suppose. Heaven or hell? Heaven. Why? Because I ask for forgiveness. Do you know that can't help you? It's like saying to a judge when you've committed a very serious crime. Like you've robbed a bank so and shot. what is your point here? I'm getting to it. Just right. be patient with me if yeah, you would. Yeah, I'm losing my patience with you. Yeah, we're going through a dark tunnel, but we're coming into the light any second. So just trust me for a minute. Can you do that with me? Sure. Just be patient with me. I'll tell you what we're doing. We're looking at the disease so you'll appreciate the cure. If you don't realize you've got a cancerous disease, 
you won't want a cure if you think you're healthy. So you've got to look at the disease and say, oh, I'm, I'm in big trouble, I need a cure. And that's when you're ready for it and you'll appreciate it and appropriate it. So each of us have sinned, we've broken God's commandments, and the Bible says all liars will have their part in the lake of fire. No thief, no blaspheme, no adulterer will inherit God's kingdom. So what did God do for guilty sinners so we wouldn't have to go to hell? God did something wonderful. He gave his only begotten son to forgive our sins. Yeah, almost everybody knows that, but they don't know this. And Walter, if you can get a grip on this, it's going to change everything for you. The Ten Commandments are called the moral law. You and I broke the law. Jesus paid the fine. That's what happened on that cross. That's why he said, it is finished, just before he died. He was saying, paid in full. If you're in court and you've got speeding fines, the judge will let you go if someone pays those fines. Even though you're guilty, he'll say, you've got a lot of speeding fines here, Walter, but someone's paid your fine, you can leave. And it's legal. Well, God can take the death sentence off you and let you live legally all because of what Jesus did on that cross for his death and resurrection. And all you have to do to find everlasting life, to know for sure that you've got eternal life, is repent of your sins, and you won't repent of your sins if you think you're a good person. That's why we've looked at sin, so you see how serious it is. And put your trust in Jesus like you trust a parachute. So if you're going to jump out of a plane 10,000 feet, why would you put on a parachute? So you don't die. And your motivation is fear. You fear death, and that fear is your friend. It's not your enemy, because it's making you put on a parachute. And Walter, because I love you, I've tried to put the fear of God in you today. I've tried to make you sweat a little, heart palpitate, mouth go dry, hoping you'll see that fear is your friend, not your enemy. Because it'll, it'll make you say, oh, this is serious business. I'm going to mean business with God. And it'll, it'll bring you to the foot of the cross where you find everlasting life. Does that make sense, what I'm saying? Yeah, it makes sense. And Walter, I've got to tell you, when I'm going through those commandments with someone, I know how they're feeling on the inside, and I'm nervous. And I can't wait to get to the cross, out of that dark tunnel, into the light, and say, oh, there's good news, but we must realize we've sinned before we'll ask God for mercy. And that's what we've looked at today, God's law, so we can appreciate His amazing grace. You familiar with the words of the Amazing Grace song? The song? Yeah, Amazing Grace. Yeah, of course. Amazing Grace, that's God's favor. How sweet the sound that saved a wretch like me. I once was lost, but now I'm found was blind but now I see and the thing that helps us see is God's grace the thing that helps us see God's grace is his moral law the Ten Commandments the Bible says the law is a lamp and a light and the Bible speaks of the light of the gospel so when we hear that law before the gospel it's like light to us so we can understand our state before God and understand his great love and sending a Savior for us so is this all making sense for you yeah absolutely you're gonna think about what we talked about I am Yes. So when are you going to repent and put your faith in Jesus? Uh, daily. No, when are you going to actually do it? When say, are you going to say, today, God, say today. I have sinned against you, I need your mercy. And that's when you'll be born again. God will give his Holy Spirit to you and you'll have become a new person in Christ. When are you going to yield it all to the Lord? Uh, right now. Let's do May it. Pray Let's with do you? it. Let's do Absolutely. it. Let's, do you want to take your hat off? Father, I pray for Walter. I thank you for his open heart and his patience with me. And I pray this day he'll truly repent, be born again, pass from death to life with the knowledge his sins are forgiven and the knowledge that he has everlasting life all because of your amazing grace. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. May I give you a book I've written called Scientific Facts in the Bible? Scientific Facts of the Bible? 
Scientific Facts in the Bible. It's a book I wrote. Would you like a copy? Sure. And I'd like to give you a Gospel of John. Do you know what a Gospel of John is? Uh, I've heard of it. It's the fourth book in the New Testament. Let me get it for you. Okay, thank you. There's Scientific Facts in the Bible. That's the Gospel of John. Isn't that strange? Yeah, why is it on the because it's far more precious than a bundle of money because it tells you how to find everlasting life. Well, it's great to meet you. Made my day. And thank you for being patient with me when you got a little upset. I really appreciate it because you're a little bigger than I am and you could have laid me out. So I really appreciate that. All right. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thank you. Nice to meet you. Nice to meet you. Hey, I got so ladies and gentlemen, you must know how hard it is to do what Ray does. But once you do it once or twice, I'd imagine like anything else, it comes easier and easier. Now, I don't know if that man was truly saved at that moment. But what I do know is, is that Ray Comfort plants seeds. Ray Comfort is not intimidated by anybody or anything. He knows the Lord will protect him by doing the Lord's work. And it is such an inspiration to me to watch Ray Comfort do such wonderful and amazing things on this earth, doing God's will, obeying God, and bringing other people to him. And that right there, what Ray is doing, maybe not the same way, but that right there is what God wants all of us to do. Doesn't matter how old you are. Doesn't matter if you can move or if you can't. Doesn't matter if you can talk or if you can't. Nobody, nobody is barred or banned from speaking the word of God. And if you can't speak, at least spread the gospel, not gossip. Rise above. No matter what's going on in your life, rise above. Plant seeds. Show people you love them, even if they're showing you nothing but hate. I promise you, you'll feel so much better. Ladies and gentlemen, that is going to do it for Rise Up. We'll turn that music down a little bit. For Rise Up here on this October 6th, year of our Lord, 2023. But the fight continues here politically with Sean Farish and his show Ungoverned coming up next, followed by Live from America at 11. Thank you for being here. God bless you all. Rise above everything and have a great, great day. See you later. So I-